Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Oh, man, reach around the morning show. Hey, two minutes after the hour. Listen, man, we got the one and only. Pastor John P. Key, the song is called I Made It. We got him on the phone this morning to give us a good word, to get us on, uh, you know, to kind of help us get our day started. Pastor John P. Key, big bro, good morning. What's up, nephew? Yes, sir. how you feeling, man? Thank you for doing this for us this man, morning. I'm feeling great, bro. I, I, I'm on fire this morning. Yes, sir, let's go. I know you got a good word, man. Listen to me. I made it out represent the declaration. For all of those that have come through or come out of something in the last four years with you, people are still struggling. People are still going through. And we tend to forget the pain and struggle the pandemic represented. But as a hood pastor, I tell everybody the pandemic didn't catch us by surprise because we were already ministering to the community, to the homeless, to the disenfranchised. You know how we do it. So when you declare with a, a, a loud voice as the song did, I made it out. You literally testify that nothing that shackled you held you down. So my brothers, my sisters, this morning, you are alive and breathing. That's major. That's boss. For that means you have been given another opportunity to tell God thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's my prayer that God will put you in the presence of some people that will celebrate you this week. Celebrate your victories and not in the presence of them haters. Well, we have a good word this morning, and here it is. Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Yep, your life is on purpose. And as you start to thank God for the little things this week, it is my prayer, your hood pastor, Pastor John P. Key, that God continues to supersize everything you ask for. I love y'all, and thank God for allowing me to share. Hey, man, we love you, too. Uh Hey, Pastor Keaton, let everybody know how you can be reaching, how we can find all your music. Listen to me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Keetwit, K-E-E-T-W-I-T. Facebook, I'm Pastor John P. Key, official. And all you got to Google me, baby. You can find all my music and my new hit, Sugar Don't Go Home, Grinch. Yeah, you can get it. <laughs> Hey, I'm about, to, I'm about to play this song right here. Now, now you remember this? I'm, I'm going to stay on the phone for a second. Here we go. Here today. Now, this is one of my favorites. Right here. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Love you, big bro. I love you. Let's stay in touch. Yes, sir. John P. Key, y'all. All right, got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. An American nurse and her child have been kidnapped in Haiti, according to the Christian humanitarian aid organization she works for. Alex Dorsainville and her son were reportedly abducted on Thursday morning. The two were taken while serving in their community ministry near the capital city, Port-au-Prince. U.S. authorities have instructed Americans in Haiti to leave due to the rising violence in the country. In other news, a bug in Apple screen time parental controls is allowing kids to bypass the daily time restrictions set by their parents. That means kids can play games and interact on social media for more hours in the day than their parents think is healthy. The problem is that when parents are setting time restrictions for their kids, the changes are not being picked up by screen time. 
Lastly, we talked about this last week. Uh, the Mega Millions jackpot grew to a whopping $1.05 billion after no ticket matched all six numbers on Friday night's drawing. The next drawing for the prize, which is currently equal to the fourth largest Mega Millions jackpot to date, is on Tuesday. A lump sum payment would be an estimated $528 million. I'm Maria Moore, and that's what's happening in news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in sports? Man, everybody talking about the Terrence Bud Crawford knocking out Errol Spence Jr. to become the undisputed welterweight champion of the world, man. The fight was stopped in the ninth round. Crawford was by far the better fighter. Wasn't even close. Crawford put Spence on the canvas three times. Pinpoint accuracy with all of his punches. And he came into the ring with Eminem. That was his hype, man, for his walk up to the, at the beginning of the fight, man. He played Lose Yourself. Everything was all about Terrence Crawford. So the one man. that got beat up? Uh, no, this was Terrence Crawford. Crawford that right. won the fight. You know, this, right. is what he, this is what he had to say after the fight. This meant everything to me. I wanted to give honor to God for blessing me to be here, to be able to perform in front of each and every one of y'all. And that's pretty much it. I wanted to thank Errol Spence and his team for me and him coming together and getting this fight under underway. This is a fight that everybody wanted to see. The whole world was talking about it, and we put on a great show. Class act, man. Both we don't want no rematch because that dude did a good job of beating what's-his-name fist with his face. <laughs> Come on, dog. That's what he did. Look, man. We you love beat up his fist hey, with dog. your face. You right, dog. Hey, Errol yeah, Spence. Yeah, we thank you for the opportunity, but we don't want to see a rematch. We don't want to see that no more. We love Errol Spence, man. Right from the DMV. We do. You know what I'm saying? He's doing, he had an, having oh, an amazing from career. Yeah, from Dallas, Texas, man. But but Terrence Crawford was just, uh, it, it was, it was, it wasn't Where's Terrence from? I'm, where's Terrence from, man? I don't know where Terrence from. The, is from. from the beat your ass town. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry, Oh, my goodness. It was. Beat your ass quick town. You ever had that feeling in your stomach like, man, I'm starting to feel sorry man, for that. Man, that Terrence. was the worst after school fight I ever saw, man. That dude played, like, dude looked like the episode of Martin when Martin jumped in the ring. God <laughs> dang. Gary, what's up, dog? <laughs> All right, y'all. Beyonce is kind of letting the world in on some of her beauty tips, honey. They say Beyonce revealed recently, y'all, that, honey, she's been very guilty of putting her work above her own self-care. She said, quote, I think like many women, honey, I have felt the pressure of being the backbone of my family and my company and it didn't realize, and didn't realize how much, y'all, that takes a toll on my mental and physical well-being. She told that to Harvard Bazaar. She said, honey, I have not always made myself a priority. Oh, my God. They said, but by the same interview, they said, honey, which was published for Beyonce's 40th birthday, they said she alluded to a renaissance emerging. They said, and sure enough, honey, it has both, and you know, her music and self-care practices. I mean, do y'all women, I mean, you know, Maria, Tamika, do y'all take, I mean, do y'all put y'all family and businesses first, or do y'all take care of y'all beauty first, or just take care of yourself? I would say family first. Really? Yes, family first for me. Really? What about you, Maria? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Family first. I can't have peace unless my family is That's straight. That's right. I so, wouldn't do that. I would yeah. put me first, then family. <laughs> well, yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. hard, too. Yeah. I mean, well, I ask some of these men who they put first. Ricky, who y'all put first? Family or <coughs> me, yourself? Me, it's not them. <laughs> okay, there you have Ricky, you put family first. I know, first. Ricky. We'll yes, you do. see it all on social media. Boy, Whatever. Man, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. No, no. That's not true. No, you got to put yourself first, honey, honey. You got to put right, yourself Gary. first. Honey. That's right. Because they said, if the head ain't happy, the tail can't follow. All right. Okay, all right. Now. The Kahlua of the day, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua. My Kahlua of the day, y'all. My dad, when they, when they 80 years old, standing in front of Walmart, we're going to go to the nursing home and see both of 
for him. Damn that, damn that. Go ahead. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Kalua is Malachite. On the hand, you say Malachite. And on the lawn, you say Beautiful Green. That's your Kalua for today. Ricky Smiley Morning. Show. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. It's so hot. Damn, yeah. that's hot. Woo. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the B-R-A-T. All right, y'all, Ricky Morning. So, hey, Brett is out on maternity leave, but sitting in for the bread, we got the one and only, the world famous. From the group Escape, Tamika Scott. Happy to have you. Yes, yes. Thank you. Glad to be here. Like you said, I am sitting in for my girl, the brat. And this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. Okay, this kind of upset me a little bit, but uh, I'm just going to go with it. Cardi B had a drink thrown at her on stage Saturday while she was performing in Las Vegas. She was in the middle of her hit song, Bodak Yellow, during the show at Dre's Beach Club when a white cup was tossed at her, splashing her with a clear liquid. Now, Cardi looks stunned in a viral video of this incident, which then shows her launching her microphone at the woman who threw the cup. Good. Now, the woman who threw the cup, I don't think she got hit, but the security guards immediately swarmed into the area while Cardi yelled at the concert goer from the stage. Her microphone was quickly returned and she went on with the show. Now, the cup thrower was kicked out, but now another woman who was in the crowd has come forward and said she was hit by the mic by Cardi mistakenly. So I'm hoping there will be no legal actions there. And Cardi, I hope, now, I hope Cardi hit her, hit her. I hope she chipped her front <laughs> tooth with that damn microphone. <laughs> the fact that you have the audacity to throw yes. a drink. Oh, I saw the video to yes. throw a drink. Everybody, everybody using uh, mm. I'm a fan to justify bull crap. Just because, mm. I, but I'm a fan. Everybody, everybody, everybody say every time you correct somebody, but I'm a fan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To justify your bull crap, throwing a drink on somebody. It is a, a blessing uh, uh, to be in the audience and to be that close up front to have a, a wonderful artist like Cardi B come on stage and the only mm. thing you can think to do is throw a drink on her? That's so disrespectful. Front, front seat tickets are expensive, so she paid all that money to do that for what? For likes? To say that she Man, did I hope it. that That's microphone hit her, hit her and chipped her front tooth. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I, I hope every word she uttered got an S to it from that chip tooth. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> your stupid self. And people like that just stupid. I'm a fan, oh so I goodness. get to do whatever I want to do because uh-huh. I'm a fan. That's that don't crazy. make you a fan. That it is don't. definitely not a fan. I don't real want no fans, fans like that. Y'all can stay yeah. away. Those type of yeah, fans, the real fans stay away. Yeah, the real fans don't do that to me. They don't do they that. Don't. The real fans are kind and thoughtful and respectful. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Folks will, uh, speak to you and artists will give you anything you want, but be respectful. Don't do That's stuff right. like that. It's mm. ignorant generation. They ignorant as hell. I get mad yeah. about stuff like that because artists like yourself... Mm-hmm. And, and 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 Brad and and Cardi B, you, you work hard. You work yes. hard. It's a lot of preparation that goes into a performance. And when somebody come in and do something stupid like that, mm. it throws your whole mindset off. Oh. Even even though she went on with the show, that's still in her head. And mm-hmm. now you on the other side of the stage. You can't even perform for the fans because you want to stay away from that energy because you mad. Crazy. And then you're thinking like if somebody saw this person do it, would somebody else try it? You know, monkey right. see, monkey do. Right. So it, it is hard. It is. But that didn't never happen you know, to y'all, did it? <laughs> no, let me tell you. Tiny don't be playing that. We be performing sometimes and she be like, You see the third row? The girl on the third row is talking mess. I'm like, Tiny, how you see her talking mess? The girl on throw I'm like, girl, ain't nobody on the third row talking mess, girl. Get back in the song. Like Tiny <laughs> be, be Tiny be with it. She be with the business. She would have jumped out. 
she would have jumped out into the audience and then my crazy butt would have jumped right behind her. It'd always be the light-skinned one. It'd always be right. The little, no, it'd be the short ones. It'd be the, the short, short ones. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tiny, she don't, she'll be playing that. Yeah. Why would you be on the third one though? I mean, why would you come to a show and, hey, why you just can't throw your hands up and just sing the song, man? Sing the yes, song. honey. Because if we'll about? be singing what I need from you, they're going to be saying what they need from us is understanding. I'm Tamika Scott, and that's what's hot on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. <laughs> hey, y'all give it up on Tamika Scott. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, it is about that time for Rock Tea. All right, put your seatbelts on, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to crack you up. Go ahead, Rock. What is brown and sticky? What is brown and sticky? A stick. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Special K, how was your weekend? Not a, that was not, funny. That, that was good. good. That was good. That was good. Tamika, how was your weekend? It was great. It was wonderful. What you do? Uh, what you do this weekend? Just had a couple of meetings. Oh, come on. Y'all got to give it to Rock on that one. That was I mean, no, one. the way you were looking, Special K was looking like, and then you started laughing. You had this look on your face like come it was going to be a hard answer. And no, then no, no, you no, was no, like, no. oh. Y'all got to give it to him on that one. That, that one. Oh, that one Gary, how was your weekend? Gary, how you my feeling? You feeling better? I'm feeling much better. Thank you for asking because my weekend was brown and sticky. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, we believe that. We believe that. coming from you, though. Oh, wow. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Why? Right, so we're going to say that the road to jail sometimes is paved with good intentions. I think that, that would be a good title for this story. So props to this dude for wanting to help his daughter out. But maybe he should have just waited until the next morning after he sobered up. I'm going to let y'all figure out what type what? of guy this was. Yeah. So a 51-year-old dad got a DUI. 
while driving his riding mower through town at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm picturing that. When a cop pulled him over and asked what he was doing, he said, quote, I just thought I'd drive this old girl over to mow my daughter's lawn. I'm going to let y'all oh, guess. that's nice. Which, guy, which kind of guy is this? Is it one of us or one of them? Mm. The cops said 1 o'clock a.m. Probably wasn't the best time for that. His chest cam was running, so there was video of it. And he uh, did a drunk test on the guy. Breathalyzer clocked this dude at 0.19. For those of you that don't drink, that's more than twice the legal limit there. And almost mm. four times the legal limit overall. Mm. Now, he's due in court in September. And he is definitely facing a drunk driving charge, which I don't agree with. Now, apparently, this isn't uncommon. Last April, a man was arrested for DUI after driving his lawnmower into an Arby's drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to see what's the crime got- here. <laughs> Ain't no crime yet. <laughs> what is the crime was there? hungry. Why you can't drive a riding lawnmower? You, at least you're on a vehicle. And if you, if you live out in the country, in the farm that's land, country. that's normal. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, if yeah, you're in New York City. Go, they go real slow, man. So what's the whole point? <laughs> Exactly. I, I think this is a waste of police resources. I think that this man should have been let the, allowed to go on back to the house. Now, the only thing, only issue is, now, you can't cut grass at 1 o'clock in the morning mm, unless right. you really do live out in the country. If you live in a uh, neighborhood, don't nobody want you cutting grass at 1 a.m. But I don't yeah. think he, do y'all think he should have been arrested but, for that? No, nah, no, nah, not arrested, but not, not arrested, but may, probably given a ride home. And uh, have his lawnmower, let him go pick up his lawnmower the next day, trying to be a good dad to go over there and cut his daughter's grass or whatever. So, uh, you know, uh, but not How not bad did her jail. grass, yeah, right. How bad did her grass have to look that he just decided to go at 1 o'clock in the morning and cut it? The grass you, is way out of control. Man, when you drunk, man, it depends you, on what you what you drink. What, what, what y'all, <laughs> let's talk about what you think he had to drink to make you want to get up and go cut grass at 1 o'clock in the morning. What liquor? Man. Uh, was it Hennessy? Was it Crown? Was it Ciroc? No, uh, was it, it wasn't Patron? either one of those. Moonshine. Yeah, straight this moonshine. Was a, or something. That was yeah, moonshine. This, yeah, this was an older white dude. Yeah, that's some old Samaritan Sun. Probably that he juice, made. Some Ripple or something. On his land. <laughs> he got his own moonshine. I appreciate that, Special K. Boy, Rick is fine. The morning show coming up. Everybody <laughs> who goes in a McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. 
In the Black Stories, Black Troops Collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. Gary has the tea and the color of the day, Gary. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, Tamika Scott. Good morning. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Monday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. They're saying, y'all, that she is an overnight sensation. She may be the next star. And who am I talking about? That's little Miss Peyton Gail Fuso. That's Peyton Jail Fuso. Peyton Jail Fuso. That's G-E-L-F-U-S-O. They're saying she may be the next biggest star because you know why? It's being rumored that she is the beautiful girlfriend of Mr. Bronny James, y'all. Now, they're saying that Peyton was spotted the other day, honey, visiting Bronny in the hospital while, you know, he's suffering from that um, cardiac arrest recently. Now, they're saying Miss Jail Fuso was photographed, honey. She was wearing a beautiful black workout top and some black leggings with her hair up in a bun. And they're saying people were just raving over her. And now they're saying that, you know, honey, there's not much known about her, but they're saying it's rumored that she's definitely um, Little Bronnie's um, girlfriend. Now, if you don't know, they're saying she's a student at Texas, I mean, not Texas, Southern, at um, Southern Methodist <laughs> University, which is SMU in Texas, and she's a member of the Tri-Delta sorority. Not the Delta sorority, the Tri-Delta not sorority. Not Delta Sigma Theta. Not Delta Sigma Theta. But Tri-Delta. Exactly. But Tri-Delta, yes, honey. And everybody's raving about her, honey. She's a European woman. And they're saying that people are wondering, honey, how much in love are she? Is she and Bronny James, honey? So that's a big thing. So congratulations to her, y'all. Isn't that beautiful? That um, let me hold you tight. Yeah, she held him only for one night. Yes, everybody's braving. Yeah, that is definitely love. People saying that was nice, honey. That she 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 travels between Dallas and Los Angeles, and like I said, people are wondering, you know, how you know deeply in love this couple is. Have you ever loved somebody? Somebody. (laughs) Ooh yeah. (laughs) Well, that is Tamika. Did I hit the notes? (laughs) You hit it, baby. You. But, but, you know, it's so beautiful, though. And along those lines with Little Miss Peyton, y'all, it was a release, y'all. They released the most famous power couples of 2023, y'all. And this is amazing, y'all. Now, they're saying the most powerful. And, Rock T, you can um, help me with this. They're saying some of the most powerful couples of 2023 is Mr. James Harden and Miss Ola Neighbor. They're saying Al Hosford and Andrea Vega. Joe, how do you say his last name, um, Rock T? Embiid. Embiid. And Miss Anna DePola and Mr. Trey Young and Miss Shelby Miller, Julius Randle and Miss Kendra um, Sean and Drew Holiday and Laverne Holiday. These are all y'all. If y'all don't know these names, they're sports players, right, Rock T? Yeah. Most of them are. And they are the power couple of 2023. And what's so great about this is all the men are of African-American descent and none of the women are black. But don't a power couple... 
Don't a power couple mean that the woman got money too? Well, no, because all these guys are rich black guys and all these women <laughs> are saying, European non rich power women. singles. She does have money, his money. <laughs> Dang, she got All the money tender power. love you're giving to me. <laughs> tender love. Tender love. Love so tender. Uh, I guess it holding is. Holding me I close know. to you. Baby, Baby I surrender. I surrender. Yeah, that is the uh, yeah. That's it. They that all surrender it. to all these women. This is <laughs> They're saying y'all that it looks like from this couple that the um, African-American woman's going to be like the dodo bird no longer in existence. Ooh, oh, no. Well, that's not good. Well, it ain't good, but y'all need to do something because all these black guys got all these European women, honey, so something ain't good. Wow. They might be. Uh-huh. They well, might be intimidated by 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 sister. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing like some well, chocolate. Ain't nothing, nothing like, like a, a beautiful, a beautiful, strong black woman hey. with that uh, with that built-in cornbread and butter bean hey. booty. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> built-in, not not added. Built-in already. Already come with it. The built, package. Not bought. <laughs> That's right. Built, well, I better be bought. quiet, dig. I don't bought a couple of things. <laughs> pinto, pinto beans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you already had it. You just you just had it and added. Yeah, but I had everybody to didn't have it. I had to yeah, enhance some, a little bit. Some people, yeah, some people had to add, but they didn't have. But you know, if you had and then add, you, know you, you, got, you, you, you got that conjunction booty that and button R gets you pretty far. <laughs> conjunction, junction. What? What's your function? <laughs> Regardless of all that being said, honey, all these girls say, honey, they ain't had to add and grad, honey. They just got Leroy, honey. Now they got all they coins, honey. Okay. So congratulations, but and though, honey. R gets you pretty far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I better throw them yeah. things together, dog. And that is one conjunction like this and that. Right. But that's another one like not this, but that. And there's R. Oh, R. When you get a choice like this or that, and but no, get your pretty bar. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? Gonna get you there if you're very careful. Y'all need to get some conjunction because they ain't got nobody far because they wouldn't care for honey. Oh. The Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua. My Kahlua today, y'all, is Malachi. On the high end, you say Malachi. On the Lord, you say beautiful green. That's your Kahlua for Kids today, TV honey. just ain't the same no more, y'all. It ain't. It, it ain't rock. It is. Come on, y'all. Mm-hmm. We, we, <laughs> Boy, y'all, don't, mind, don't get me started on the electric company. Y'all give it up for Gary with the T. Gary! <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. 
As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, y'all, Rick's Modern Morning Show time for the Wake Up Call, 8669-Ricky, let's go. Morning. This is Mitch calling from Deerfield Beach, Florida, calling to wake up my crew that'll be traveling to New Orleans this week. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning. This is Sledge Hammer from Birmingham, Alabama. Today I'm calling it my retirement day of 40 years. I thank y'all for waking me up every morning. I want to wake up all the truck drivers out there for the last time. Wake up, drivers. Wake up. Hey. I'll keep it going. Duncan Prejohn. Oh, I want to say uh, wake up Omega family from Arcadia, Louisiana. This is Austin Romero from Deerfield Beach, Florida, and I'm going to need everybody to wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, that big tail from Houston, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up. Hey, Tulsa, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Come on, Flint, wake up. Everybody for the wake-up call. I had an interesting uh, weekend. First of all, let's start right here. Man, I went out with some white dudes. We caught a freaking four or five, Super Day, four or five hundred pound hammerhead shark. Man. What? If y'all want to go, now I love fish with black people. I love to stand out the dock of the bay and and catch some bass and some brims and some some crappies. But boy, when you get out there on that ocean, on one of them damn Viking boats with them white dudes, and they they catch uh, these fish called bonitas, Rock T. Right. And they use bonitas and bonita blood to catch sharks. Now they take mm. the you, know, you shouldn't do it, but they be taking the shark and they be feeding poor people with it. They take the meat. But uh, you can go on my Facebook page. I got a picture to make us standing next to a ten and a half foot hammerhead shark. Goodness. And uh, they had it hanging up on the back of the boat, and it was good and funky. You talking about mm. funky? It was funky, and then that white, uh, 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 that uh, what that white fish called? Uh, I can't think of. I can't think. Of, I, I, I try, I'm trying to think of the name of the fish. Never mind. But but this is is it? Those fish are real funky. I don't know why people catch it and and eat it. But I got my friend David on the phone. David. Hi, Ricky. <clears throat> hey, so so David is really into boating. Uh, and we was having this one of my best friends that live in South Florida, Tamika. We was having a breakfast sandwich. Uh, I had a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. Where did you get those sandwiches from, David? My Market and Deli, Fort Lauderdale. So, and uh, what, now what kind of sandwich did you have? It was called the Bimini. The Bimini sandwich. That's right. So David be, David be talking and eating so damn fast. <laughs> And he sat there, Rock, and he got choked. Oh. And I'm talking about he got oh. choked. And I'm talking about like that, like can't breathe choke. Oh. And I'm, I'm sitting there, and he's like, I thought he was having a seizure or something. I knew he had just took a bite of the salmon, then he started drooling. And then I, I, oh. I got him. And yeah, he stood up. 
And uh, and thank God for all of my uh, CPR classes in, in high school uh, uh, that I took. And I want to encourage everybody to take CPR classes. And I had to get behind him and ball my fist up and put it at, uh, what do you call it, the abdomen? Special right. K? Yeah. And I put my hand over my fist and I had to, I had to like, ugh, like three times. Mm. And, then, and, and then for him to uh, hock up whatever he was choked on. If I w- David, if I wasn't there... I don't know what I would have done. I don't know. Was David, scary. was that was that scary for you? Very. Yeah, man. Uh, but but I'm I'm just glad because you've definitely been a good friend. But I want to encourage everybody to take CPR. But uh, it, now, special case, this is where it gets interesting. It, it was a little uncomfortable, like like getting behind him. I cannot. <laughs> and, and and I'm trying to and I. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to delete the ring camera video because it don't look good. <laughs> yeah, you was trying to get that Heimlich maneuver on him. Yeah, I had to get, I had to get, I had to stand behind him. Right. And it was like I had to, had to like, ugh, like hard three times. Right. And then when I did it, he went, ugh. And then I had to go, ugh, he went, ugh. <laughs> and then I went, ugh, he went, ugh. <laughs> and then I hit that one last time, I said, ugh. And he said, ugh, ugh, ugh. And it just—it was, was like a man law violation, David. Yes, so. David, did that make you uncomfortable? Not at all. I like this. Oh. Oh. David. Sounds like a Gary with the teeth. He said, "I'm alive, so I liked it, Jack." He said, "Shoot." Oh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it that way. Yeah. You liked it in the fact that you didn't the, choke I the death. Yeah, I was on my way down. That wasn't good. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, choking ain't nothing ain't nothing to play with though. Because if you have ever choked on a piece of food, that can be really terrifying. So, David, did you ever finish the sandwich? Of course. Oh, you did! Oh my god! I thought you threw it away. No, no, I just needed to get a little separation. We were too close. Right. <laughs> you slowed down when you was eating that. I had to listen to what Ricky said and just be calm and enjoy eating and let your brain work with your body. And right, thinking about and talking about just eat, just do one thing at a time. Yeah, Rocky, he be doing too much. He be he be on his phone. He's chewing. He moving faster. David, slow down. David, slow down. David, take some CBD or relax. Talking with I his mouth full. Take take your time. He's trying to text. He's trying to take calls. He's just moving around. He's not eating his food and not his his brain is way ahead of his his, his chewing. Right, and and he's just <laughs> doing it too. And why are you playing surface too close in the background? I, I want to know that. Because <laughs> the minute I talked about giving him the hammock and getting behind him and I'm having to, to, to help him get his food up, why you start playing this? <laughs> it's appropriate. Yeah, it was closer to it's, it's a total man law violation for you to play that song. <laughs> you had an emotional moment with David. <laughs> but yeah, emotional moment with me behind him, uh, uh, grabbing him from the back. Yeah, y'all are forever bonded now. <laughs> David, we love you, man. Hey, we glad you're safe, man. We glad you're alive, David. Because, hey, David. David, because if something would have happened to you, your your funeral would have been yesterday because white people have their funeral the next day. Always. Yeah. All right, David, man. Thank you, man. We love you, David. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. 
their true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. If he's not the world's worst stutterer, then 27-year-old Eric May comes close. Every new syllable could set off a stuttering spasm. Negative part. In my experience, he's one of the most severe stutterers I have ever seen. And I've been in stuttering for 20 years. So let me ask you a few questions, okay? Uh, you said you wanted to be a professional basketball player. What teams have you played for, Eric? Well, my first year, um, I played in... Eric is now stuck on the letter M. He desperately tries to break the cycle. I have played in... My first year, I played in... This is now Eric's fourth attempt. I can't get it out right now. It's the narrator. <laughs> that narrator. He's stuck on the letter He's so M. so serious. Oh, my God. This is his fourth attempt. <laughs> like he monitoring a presidential debate. <sighs> I mean, bro didn't crack. I think he was trying to Woo. say Memphis, just for the, <laughs> just to clear the record. I think he was. I think we were trying to get to Memphis. I think that's where we were headed. We were headed to Memphis. It's good that he was defying the odds, right. though, And just really pushing through. That's awesome. Or maybe Minnesota. Oh. Uh, maybe Maryland. <laughs> Hold it! He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I wanna hip you to the teeth. Gary, baby. All right, Rick's Round the Morning Show. Gary has the tea and the color of the day. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning. It's Monday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. It's being reported, y'all, that he may not be working today, y'all. It said ESPN sport analyst, y'all, Stephen A. Smith, honey. He recently apologized, y'all, for a tweet asking if Kim Kardashian is a prostitute. Mm-hmm. They're saying recently Mr. Smith deleted a tweet in which he asked if Kim was a prostitute. Now, they're saying Smith also asked if Kardashian's beautiful mother, Miss Kris Jenner, is a pimp. Now, they're saying among the people who took offense to this 
tweet Mrs. Smith put out was Philadelphia 76ers star Patrick Beverly, who reminded Smith that Kardashian has kids. He said, not cool. She has kids. Should not be a title or a topic. Now, they're saying Mr. Smith expressed remorse while clarifying that his tweet was a clerical error. Now, they're saying clerical error. Somebody said, clerical error, bro. You are absolutely right. He said, that is being corrected right now as we speak. And for the record, I don't think of Miss Kardashian that way, nor would I ever speak of her on any one or any woman, y'all, that way, which I've stated, honey. That's for checking that issue, y'all. Unquote. Y'all think Stephen gonna lose this job? I mean, Ricky, is he fired? Do y'all watch him? Is he gonna be on today? Nah, he ain't he gonna be on. He ain't gonna lose. But he, yeah, did, he, he did end up in. He's not going nowhere. Yeah, he'll end up in a meeting. That's it. He did the right mm-hmm. thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. This is not his first time getting in trouble, and it won't be his last. Yeah, that, that, that was a little, <laughs> little uncalled for. He shouldn't. He should yeah, over, honey. But he said that about Kim Kardashian, honey. She's not a woman of African descent. I guess I, that means I, guess I want to know job. when they're going to put Michael Irvin back on ESPN. He didn't do huh. anything. Show me mm-hmm. what he did that and why. He's not there. Michael Irvin should be back on ESPN. Where is hashtag? Where is Michael Irvin? Irvin. Uh, Irvin. Yeah. And why isn't he back? I I just, I just don't like that. And then now we got to look at Malika Andrews all day. I don't even watch ESPN no more. What? They love, they love them some stage, sage, sage, steel, and Malika Andrews. Yeah. They love them. Well, we're going to follow this story. Hopefully, um, um, Stephen is on his job there because you don't say that about a woman of non-color, honey. You lose your job. All right, moving on. In other celebrity news, y'all rapper Future, though, speaking of loss, they're saying he lost his child support battle with the beautiful Miss Brittany Millay, honey, one of his eight baby mothers. Now, according to um, Radar Online, they're saying Future was ordered to only pay um, Brittany $5,000 a month in child support for their 10-year-old son, Prince. Now, the decision was based on Future's gross monthly income because he only makes $30,000 a month while Britney only earns y'all $14,000 a month with her online work or whatever. Now they're saying the judge said that the small increase was necessary based on the substantial change in the income and financial status of the father. Now future voluntarily, you know, he paid Britney only $3,000 a month plus child care expenses, but they're saying Britney asked the court to please raise the $3,000 to an amount that was more suited for her champagne and strawberries lifestyle. However, they're saying the judge reviewed the rapper's financial records and determined, y'all, that he's practically broke. So, mm. Mm, so Brittany filed for a child support after she accused Future of making threats at Prince's eighth birthday party. Now, they're saying Future showed up um, to the court last year demanding that Brittany's child support request be denied and the child support remain the same. But they said he had previously agreed to take out a $350,000 life insurance policy naming their son as a beneficiary. Now, in 2022, they said he admitted that he failed to obtain dental insurance for his son, so that child had to wear silver caps, allegedly, they said. So, no, there you That's what they said. So, do you for real about that baby had to wear silver caps? That's what they're saying. It's rumor. That's what they're saying. So, oh, if wow. he ain't had no dental insurance, so we just got to pray. So that's good, though. You know, she's going to get $5,000. $5,000 not that To me, $5,000 not that month for child support, huh, from a star. What you think? I don't know. I mean, depends on, I don't know. I, it's, I it's not a lot. But I, I think that what he's doing is he's finding ways to hide his money. So if you say, well, I have these businesses, and these businesses are making the money, and I'm not making anything. You know, you have an accountant to help you hide money and make it look like you're broke because we know he ain't broke. Yeah, he not broke, y'all. They so. say he only made 30000 a month? 35000 a month. 35000 yeah. Only yeah. 35000 a month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, oh, so we're going to be lifted. You should probably only, get all, It's the only that's throwing me off. <laughs> 300 grand per performance, right? 
Yes, plus. Yeah. Well. well and merchandise. Oh, yeah. Get, oh, wow. You get paid for merchandise, too. And parking. Oh, yeah. And ticket sales. Line, and, a ticket. and back in. Oh. Ooh. Oh, Dang. well. Oh, well. So he's not. Yeah. yeah. Hey, future. Well, we're going to pray, y'all. Keep them all lifted <laughs> up in prayer. And then my quick little free story, y'all, it's being rumored, y'all, that maybe Tristan Thompson and Kim Kardashian may be having a thing going on because they've been spotted together at a lot of events recently. And they're also saying that little um, um, Kanye's son, um, um, Wes, was being spotted with um, Tristan at a um, basketball game. And they were wearing the same type of tennis shoe. So, you know, father and son usually do that, but now it's father, I mean, uncle and nephew. So people are sitting there wondering what may be going on with Kim and Tristan, you know. And some people say it's better to keep it in the family. So That don't mean nothing. He like her, he's kind of like her brother-in-law in a sense. Kind of like. I mean, he's Chloe's baby daddy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And? So what's weird about that? That's a lot weird. <laughs> Yo, I hung out with my sister-in-law. You wear that mean? Yeah, but that's not a good look when it's the Kardashians. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not stretching. A good look. Yeah, you really stretching. No, yeah. that's not a good look, honey. If your they didn't like Tristan yesterday when he was allegedly cheating on um, Chloe. Now all of a sudden, now you letting your son hang out with the cheater? That's like his uncle. No, but still, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. The color yeah, of the day here. The color of the day, Ricky, is Malachi. On the high end, you say Malachi, and on the low end, you say beautiful green. That's your color for the day. Y'all know that's not right here. You don't like him today, but now you're going to send your son out with it, and now they got matching tennis shoes like like, like he's a daddy buying tennis his son shoes. some tennis shoes. Boy, if you ain't somebody grandmama talking about some tennis shoes, y'all give it up again with the team. <laughs> All right, y'all, uh, we're curious to see why, what y'all think about this topic right here. According to the United States Census, 34% of American adults have never been married. And apparently a lot of Gen Generational Z and millennials don't think that they'll get married either. Survey, more than 40% of young adults up through the age of 40 say they believe marriage is an outdated tradition. That includes 41% of young men and 52% of young women, which is surprising that, you know, women are saying this. Uh, Now, one of the reasons is that 73% of them say weddings are too expensive these days. Yeah, they cost a lot. Uh, 85% don't think marriage is necessary in order to have a committed relationship. Uh, That said, marriages aren't being written off completely. 83% say they hope to be married someday down the road. Yep. Also, about 38% of young adults say they felt judged for not being married yet. Most young adults think it's intrusive to ask about people's marriage plans. But overall, one of the main reasons people say they are unsure if they believe in marriage is because they do not feel as though the tradition is lasting like it did when our parents got married. All right, so why, but the question is, but why is that? Uh, what do you think mm. more about people opting out of marriage, Gary? Well, my opinion, and this is mine, in particular for African-American men, African-American men are making more money than they've ever made before in their lives. So what they're doing is, honey, they're not marrying women anymore. They're just playing with them, honey, because they ain't got to marry them like they used to do back in the day. So I feel that's why a lot of um, black men ain't getting married no more. So that's my All right, thing. Tamika Scott, what, what are your thoughts? I think they just, they don't want to do the commitment. They just like to have mm-hmm. fun. And a lot of people don't want to have to answer to somebody. Like, where you going? When you coming back? So it's like, it's just easier just to live your life the way it is for these young kids out here. Right. Maria, what you think? You know, Ricky, I saw a very powerful video on Instagram where a woman, a married woman, was saying that 
people don't know how to be unhappily married. Meaning that inside of your marriage is not always going to be perfect. And nowadays, people just run away at the first problem. They don't know how to work things Mm. out, you know? So I think that's the thing that is making it less appealing is Mm. that people just don't know how to stay together. Well, I mean. I'm I'm going to see what Rock 10 specialty, uh, special K thing. Let's let's go to the phones uh, uh, first. Good morning. People aren't getting married because they know once they're getting married, they ain't getting no more of that cootie cat. Well, if you look back in time, um, our parents and grandparents needed to get married. They were broke. They had low-paying jobs. You couldn't have a household by yourself. A lot of the men couldn't cook. But nowadays, you know, people don't need each other. More people need to get married, baby, because marriage is the right thing to do. Um, I just think because they everybody's out for themselves now. I mean, I can buy you a ring and put it on your finger and make a promise, but there's no real point other than signing a piece of paper. I think uh, people not getting married because they found out how how the person that they want to marry is not the person that they're supposed to be. Because everybody knows that the women are not going to give up any more cookies. Ah, other attachments. (laughs) Baby mama drama, baby father drama. There's too many other attachments to other people. More is because of men. More men aren't getting married because the risk don't outweigh the benefits. The risk of losing everything. It's because men want people have mixed emotions. They don't really know what they want. Because it's easy to get in, hard to get out, and it's cheaper, and it's um, too much money to try to step away. It's because of the internet. It has it has made people more accessible. You find somebody that you yeah. like, it don't work. Hey, like Easy said, throw it in the gutter and go buy another. Yeah, uh, I think the internet has really, really, really messed up our relationship because now you got options. You... You on Facebook with a chick across town that you don't see because back in the day you see a chick in the club or you meet go somewhere to meet somebody. Now look at all look at the odds at meeting somebody on the internet with just your phone. You see a chick that's attractive, you go ahead and go to her Facebook page and you see single. Then now you jumping in the DMs and that's how stuff gets started. Like if your stuff and, and because back in the day it seemed like Gary you was forced to work yeah. out your. Uh, marriage and work out your uh, situation. Special K, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, looking at my own kids, my kids are all looking forward to getting married. Like, because I think that's because of that, that's what they saw growing up. They're all looking forward to getting married. They're all in their 20s. Well, except for my son, he's 19. But they're all looking forward to getting married. So, And a lot of their friends are too, but it's the friends that grew up in a house where their parents was married. So mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 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 Rock T. I think it's a lot of trust issues, maybe a little fear. Yep. Uh, a lot of people, if they had a bad experience in past relationships, maybe they just say, you know what, I'm just, I'm cool. I'm cool just kind of dating, whatever. I don't want to get all the way committed with, a, with marriage or whatever. So that's my personal opinion. I just don't understand, man, because, man, having a, a, a wife, uh, I was married for 12 years, and having a, a, a wife, especially if you got somebody that you – connected to the soul that she kind of know that you ready to leave the party or the event help you get in and out of situations and especially the one that's basking basking in their femininity did i say it right yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah yeah man you you uh, a nice soft uh smell good and and just kind of kind of know you man and because the thing for me is being with someone that you cannot live without. That means like if she die, I'm dying that next week because I can't take it. No, that person mm. got to really be your best friend. Like Damn y'all right. got to be best friends, period. Like it is what it is. You know, you know, doing everything together, find 
finding stuff to do and just just being like like that like like soulmate. That's that's more important. Hey, if you couldn't get through, uh, hit us up on our Facebook page. Go to Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Dot com and leave your comment. Rock T, what's the uh, question for today? All right, man. So this DM comes from Instagram, actually, and it says that I have a situation that I need some help figuring out. I'm a 22-year-old female, and I have always had attraction to much older men. I've been out on a couple of dates with a guy that's 47 that I'm really starting to get feelings for. The pro- problem is he's a co-worker of my mom. <laughs> He don't want her to know because he thinks she's uh, going to get upset and freak out. Now, I'm grown, but I still live with her in her house. So she still lives with mama, all right? But he's open to be moving in, uh, for him, for her moving in with her. I'm sorry, for her moving in with him. And um, he's recently separated from his wife. I feel like that the longer <laughs> that we wait to tell her, the worse it can get. What should I do? <laughs> so I see disaster all Ugh. over this. Why, why you say that? Because it's, everything is just moving too fast. They've been out on a couple of dates. She's starting to get feelings for him. He worked with her mama. She lived with her mama house. And he talking about moving in with her. He ain't even divorced yet. He's uh. just separated. So he just got him Well, He moving in he with her. She moving in with him. She talking about he's talking about her moving in with him. But he's separated from his wife. So that means he probably just got an apartment. Or they could be the same house that him and his wife shared and she moved out. Now that's that part. Either right there. way, you moving too fast, bro. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I would need to talk to him, like, bro, what you doing? He's just looking what? at that young meat. What? Exactly. To me who called it. Fresh meat. I wish I would be sending my old ass up. It was about a twenty-two year old buck nigga in the middle of the bed with a big ass bowl of Captain Crunch with milk running down her chest. Watching cartoons. You watching, watching cartoons. cartoons. Yeah, I, prom- I promise to God. Hey, hey, Tamika, that 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 literally has you in twenty-two. But mm. but you sit up there, you done smashed the chick, and she's sitting up there watching cartoons. You sit up there in the All doorway of a sudden you hear Coco like, Melon. <laughs> right. What am I doing? Fellas. What happened? Yeah. Oh, I wish mix I was, up together. Oh, I wish I was his friend. Yes. You, she got to at least be old enough to rent a car. She got right. to be old enough to go to Avis or her to rent a damn car. able to get in the club and buy cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> so how old is she, 22? 22. 22. Okay, that's old yeah. enough. I mean, women mature no, much faster than men. No. Hell, he might he not be mature. Said he, almost, he damn near 50. Yeah, okay. But I mean, that's still, not me. She could be mature. Still got barrettes, cabos, and pink oil moisturizer in her drawer. And the good thing about it for her mama, on her mama, with her, at least she knows he has a job. So, I mean, God, he Working, he ain't like one of these youngsters that's going to my name. Yeah, what about the fact that he just got separated from his wife? He ain't even divorced. So he can always go back, or she can always go back. So her heart can get broken any day now. Well, yeah, that's kind of. She and him at the dinner set at the dinner table for for six hot pockets. (laughs) I'm about to sit up here and eat these little caskets. (laughs) 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 She just. Kay, what's she in the cook, Kay? No, Kay, what's, no, she, Kay, what's no, Sunday dinner look like when you got a chick 22? Oh, what's Sunday dinner look like? Oh, some beefaroni. <laughs> I don't, wait a minute. It depends where she's from now. I can't lie. 
When you, I started cooking real early from now, the you south. From the south. I'm from the south. You from the south, of course. So you, she you might can throw like down that. in the kitchen because she still live with her mama. I'm from the south. Can't cook at 22 because I only dated yeah. women from the south and all of them can't. Uh, some of them can't cook at 32 and I know some oh. at 42 can't cook. Oh. <laughs> okay, oh what, what, what else is 22 to your meal look like? What? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's beefaroni. It's them uh, Marie Callender's uh, microwave uh, <laughs> the microwave dinners. The Salisbury, the Salisbury steak with the, with the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> She and don't the even little put mashed no, potatoes uh, with the little chicken. She don't even put no onion and no garlic powder, no seasoning on the salad. Oh, no. Steak. Ain't no. Trying, no, ain't. I don't have another every now and then when I just need to eat something right quick, but I do season it. Yeah, I, I, no. God. No, the, what the, what the conversation like? Like, like, hey, hey, hey Tamika. Tamika, <laughs> I went out mm. with chicks in their 40s and they don't even know who represent them in Congress. Mm. They don't know who the mayor is. They don't know who. I, 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 when Barack Obama was uh, president, I'd be doing test squares. I'm like, hey, have you ever heard of Joe Biden? They have no idea. <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden how fine is they the are. vice president of the United States. I, I, even when, Ricky, uh, Rick, but I bet Rick. you they know how to roll a blunt. No, no, the real fine <laughs> ones. And, and no, and can name every housewife, every uh-huh. housewife from Atlanta, Portia, Nene. They, na- they name all of them, but they don't know uh, who's on the school board. Like that, that's not for me. If you don't, no. if you don't minimally know who represent you in Congress, man, it, it ain't nothing to talk about. After you smash, what do you have? You I was have gonna nothing. say after you, after you smash, because the real have, fine ones they don't know. The real fine know. ones don't know. The real fine ones don't know, and it's it's okay. And maybe but that's I'm not, what he wants. I'm also and not gonna sit up, sit up with a chick that know all of that stuff, and and she ain't got no legs, so. <laughs> You call it shorty. Sitting up with a chick that know everybody represents. She know the Lord and everything. Perfect. Roll her own hair up. You ain't got to get her hair done. She do her own fingernails. Be sitting up there watching in the heat of the night and family feud with a fan blowing. Just I, I, but she know everything. But but she got she got to be. It's got to be a good balance. That's all I'm saying. Trying to mm-hmm. not trying to crack yes. on crack on nobody. So I, I, yeah. I, do we have phone calls day? But shout out to the fine, shout out to the fine women who don't know nothing about politics. Y'all get a pass. At least, at least for that weekend, y'all get a pass. Y'all get a pass for that weekend. Hey, hey, let me say this to all the fellas out there. Once you get used to the fineness, once you get used to the hazel eyes and the long hair, and you get used to that, and she have nothing else, and she's shallow. She like like don't know God, don't don't know, mm. uh, uh, don't offer anything, can't help with nothing, can't help you figure nothing out. Man, you ain't got nothing, and that's vice versa. Uh, uh, yeah. Ladies, after it, once you get used to the the ball, the dark skin, the bald head, and the beard, that's what y'all like to do. That look like uh, uh, Michael Jordan and what's the name that play running back for the uh, that from LSU Super Day. Uh, 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 Fournette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard Fournette. Flin- once you get used to that, and, and he playing the game boy all day and rolling blunts, and he don't have nothing off, and he, you know, clothes ain't, ain't washing no clothes, ain't folding up nothing, ain't paying no bills. <laughs> uh, you got you got to go get some uh, the, the stuff with the little brush on it, the, uh, uh, the scrub, the back of his drawers, because he got like he just slid in the first base. <laughs> oh, not Ricky. Well, let me tell you something, boy. That hey, look. America, I was having a real bad morning this morning. This sun is really lifting my spirit, man. I really needed this, man. That's a pet shop 
West End Girls, one of my all-time favorite songs. Oh, man, I used to wait on MTV, man. That was even before BET, man. We had MTV, and they would play the Pet Shop Boys, man. That was like the jam back in the day. And you know what? Every black radio station all over the country was playing it. All the black radio stations was playing uh, uh, the Pet Shop Boys, West End Girls. Uh, Special K, what you know about this? Oh, come on, man. You know, I grew up. This is my era, man. Rock. This is my era. Yes, sir, man. Like this Duran Duran, Journey, Boston, man. Them MTV videos back in the day used to get stuck and just watching, man. It's like 80s soft what? rock is, is one of the best eras of music, in my opinion, after 90s. And I, I don't know what it is about Duran Duran. Duran Duran, uh, for them to be from Australia, had a lot of soul in their music because that damn reflex and our uh, uh, union of the snake. Come on, y'all. The, ba- oh, yeah. the baseline. They they had to have somebody black on that bass good time because the baseline was so funky on that, especially that union of the snake. Union, that union of the snake. I, I think we already played that one, but we got a whole lot. It's going. Hey, listen, we doing blue eyed soul all week long. We going back to the MTV days, and I mean, you had to watch MTV because you got that's on it. You, you got to watch it. In order to see Michael Jackson Thriller yep. and Marvin Gaye yep. <laughs> uh, sexual healing video uh, with them chicks uh, in the background with them black stockings and white shoes on, talking about get up, get up, get up. Come get on, up. dog. <laughs> Let's make love tonight. Yes, sir. Man, I would sit in front of MTV all damn day and watch every last one of those videos. It brought so much joy to my life, man, but I love. Uh, the Pet Shop Boys. Uh, what's some of your other songs that you like? Uh, rock, Special Maria. That dog on that dog on anything from Boston Journey. Anything, man. Just that whole era is uh, is crazy, man. Toto, all of them, man. It's it's so. What many- about Ambrosia? Biggest part of me. That's always been one of my favorites. Mm. Oh yeah. I like I like Wham. Everything she wants. That's my. Oh, come on now. Oh my god. And, 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 and then the other one. That. Careless Whispers. Careless Whisper. But y'all oh, know man, about Brian Adams, man. Brian Adams. Straight oh, from yeah. the heart. Come on, dog. Man, that Bruce, that damn, Bruce Hornsby that, in the range. Christopher Cross. The beat oh, oh, ride like the wind. Christopher Cross ride like the wind and selling. Selling so dope. Avant remade it. Uh, Avant version of selling uh uh kills. Uh, we might we might have to throw that in this week. Play like half of Christopher Cross, then the other half we'll start. We'll play Avant. All of that stuff, man. That was great, great music, man. That's 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 awesome, man. Thank y'all uh, uh, for shit for letting us share that with you. We got some more songs. And hit us up on the website if you got a song that you want to hear, like from our high school days. Uh, for songs that are staying in your head all day, hit us up. Uh, experience with the loss of a loved one. Uh, it can happen with the loss of any kind, and uh, there can be surprising side effects due to prolonged unprocessed grief. And my next guest is committed uh, to helping those going through it and uh, has a new book called Just Beyond Grief. Uh, Welcome to the Rick Smiley Morning Show. Uh, My good friend from the Refresh Family Church in Birmingham, my friend Bishop Stephen A. Davis, y'all. Come on, make some noise. Hey, uh, hey man, good good morning, Bishop. Good, Good morning, Ricky. How are you this morning? Man, I'm good. I am so happy to have you this morning. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure everybody's going through uh, grief, even if you lost a loved one, uh, one uh, two, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, grief is so much more than losing a loved one. What are some of the other things um, people can 
you know, be grieving over and not realizing it. Well, Ricky, there are so many things that people can be grieving over and not realize it. And what I've discovered is that any type of loss can stimulate grief. So if there is a loss of wages, you don't have to lose your job. But if you lose wages, you can grieve over that. If you do lose a job, you can you can grieve over that. Uh, a child moving out of the home, going off to college, can cause parents to experience grief. Anything that is considered a loss or an adjustment, leaving a, your home country or your home state, that can cause grief. So, so many people are dealing with grief, and they don't really uh, realize that grief can be stimulated in any area. It does not have to be just the death of a loved one. Mm. Good oh, morning, wow. Bishop Davis. How are you doing today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. I am good. Um, I had a question. How does grief show up in everyday life and how has grief impacted you personally? Well, normally grief shows up in everyday life. It can impact your appetite. So there can be weight gain or weight loss. Uh, there can be a lot of uh, sorrow or fatigue. Uh, so your energy level fluctuates. So it can show up in those ways in your life. So you have to monitor yourself. If there's a sudden change after a loss in your eating habits, in your mm. uh, energy level, that could be a sign that you're grieving. And mm. for me personally, uh, grief, uh, some, I use grief to thrive, and I've, I've learned that over the years because it can set you back or it can catapult you forward. So what I've done is I've, I've stimulated my mind. I've done a lot of study uh, on my mind. Now, I'm not just a spiritual person. I'm an intellectual person as well, and I mm-hmm. study my mind. I check to see what causes me to retract and what causes me to propel forward. So I take mm-hmm. the things that are negative, and I put a positive spin on it, and and say this is working for my good and that pushes me forward in spite of what I'm feeling in that particular day. Wow. So yeah, we're speaking with Bishop Stephen A. D- Davis, honey, from Refresh Family Church in Birmingham. So now some people say that things get better, Bishop, with time. So how long does it take to overcome grief? Well, that's dependent upon the person. Uh, the length of time to overcome grief is dependent upon the person, how that particular person is processing what they've gone through, all the losses that have occurred in their lives. So some people, it may take um, six months. Some people, it may take a year. Some people, it may take longer than that. And then it's determined by your surroundings, your support groups. If you have a good support group as a family or a church or just some really good friends, it, it shortens the period of time that you process through grief. I know this particular family that they're really close-knit. They had a sudden death, but they're processing really well, but they're really close. They communicate constantly, and they do so many things together, and it helps them to process through the grief. So that is determined by the person. It is also determined by the culture that has been created for that person or persons who are going through grief. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, Bishop Davis, this is such great information, both spiritually and practically. You know, sometimes when folks are going through grief, they feel like they don't even want to take the first step because they're not sure that the outcome will be positive. Is there any incentive for overcoming grief and how can people start to get through the grief they're feeling? 
Well, I always believe, and I'm I'm just a positive person. Uh, I, I've gone through a lot, but I'm still on a positive note, and that's very important because I believe there's something greater just beyond the moment of grief. If I can use scripture just for a minute, out of First Samuel chapter one, you find out that Hannah Hannah was grieving because she could not have a child, but just beyond her grief was a child who was Samuel, and then she had more children after that. If we move beyond grief, we will multiply and assets, we will multiply in the things that, that we believe are supposed to come into our lives. So the incentive is there's something greater after that moment, moment of grief. Wow. Man, boy, uh, now don't get me started. Because I, I, think, I think for me, uh, Bishop David, it's the insult after the injury. You know what I mean? You, you're dealing yeah. with, with just uh, vile family members. And, and things and, and things that happen, it, you you can't grieve because you you angry because of what things. The, the, this is for me personally. Things that happen after uh, the deceased and, and and stuff and and stuff that you fighting because you fighting stuff and and you can't even you can't even grieve. You, you know you can't even grieve. And and so what I think for me, what I do is just kind of block it out of my mind and just go out and just try to live. And have a good time, but it's there, it's deep inside of you like a tumor. It's like a tumor that's growing and you can't deal with it. You don't want to deal with it. You don't want to think about it. And you just kind of just let it let it be and let it sit. But at some you're scared to deal with it because you're scared that it might break you down because you got a job to do. You gotta go to work. You know, you, you gotta continue to provide uh uh for your family, and then you gotta continue to be there for me personally to support other people that's also grieving cause. It's just not about me. And, um, man, uh, uh, we, we need to have you come on more and just talk about different stages because a lot of people, man, grieving, and then they 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 lose the house and they they in court, they fighting family members over the ones that and took care of Big Mama and then get kicked out of the house when Big Mama died because somebody from up north got all the sense and education and mistreat other family members that was there for the Bishop, it's so many levels to this thing. It's so many uh, uh, stuff with family members that, that just be make grief, the grieving process way more worse than the loss itself is, is enough. And then you got to deal with the other stuff, Bishop. Yeah, well, we, we see that a whole lot and we see it so much because different people respond to grief differently. So some people get angry. So that anger is stimulated by the grief. But what I've come to understand is every single person has a response to grief. And it may be lashing out against the other. It may be uh, trying to dominate the family or monopolize things simply because of grief. But they have their different ways of responding. What I've learned is to, and, and I'm a pastor, so I think a certain way. I learned to forgive those who respond differently than myself when it comes to grief. And I had to do that because some of the things that I experienced, I couldn't have gone on. Now I'm a help to those uh, that are grieving. Um, and, and it may be they lashed out against me. I had this personal situation uh, where a family member after the... Uh, All right, y'all, Rick's about morning show. I'm so excited, man. We got the one and only Bishop uh, Stephen A. Davis uh, from Refresh Family Church in Birmingham uh, have books out on grief. And y'all uh, y'all can hit, him, uh, hit up Bishop Davis. Uh, let everybody know real quick, Bishop Davis, how they can hit you up in your ministry. 
Well, they can reach out to me uh, by stephenadavis.org. Uh, That'll go to my website. You can go to uh, Refresh Family Church. Uh, you can reach us that way. That's Refresh uh, family.church and you can reach me that way. All of our content will come up. Uh, there is also a link that, that leads to some grief uh, support groups. They're not, it's not grief counseling, it's grief support groups. So any of those ways, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, YouTube. I have a podcast as well. I am the one, uh, Bishop Stephen A. Davis, so they can reach me that way. Yeah, Miss uh, I might have to come and join you. I'm just scared right now. Uh, now, Bishop, what were you saying about your? Uh, what did we leave off? You were talking. What are you saying about your yeah. personal experience? Yeah. Well, my mom had transitioned, and and I received a little bit of not personally. It wasn't directly, but indirectly, some some backlash because uh, I had moved my mom into a home that was better. Uh, myself and some of my sisters, and uh, one of my brothers, he he had some issues with that, but he was grieving because my mother transitioned. <laughs> And uh, I understood grief from my side. I had knowledge about things. I studied. I'd been in courses. So, but he didn't have any of that. So, because he didn't have the proper understanding of how to process grief, there were words that he spoke uh, back then against me. But now he's better because he's processed through some level of grief. I believe over time, those who are not educated when it comes to grief, they will come around, and they may not apologize, but they will warm up to you just a little bit. More more after that period of time and grief does it does ease up as time goes by but when you're educated in it and you're around the right people um, that has that have that expertise in the area of grief uh, it, it moves you forward a whole lot faster all right uh, uh, Bishop Davis let everybody know uh, again uh, everybody that's grieving going through stuff how uh, and everybody, please jump on, uh, you know, when you do your live and you do your podcast so everybody can watch so we can all learn uh, from this. Let everybody know we got 30 seconds. OK, well, you can get on my podcast. I come on on Tuesday mornings, uh, every Tuesday morning. This I am the one segment that's always encouraging. That's the one I encourage everyone to get on. Just go to Stephen A. Davis. Uh, go to my Facebook page. I'm always there. We post it later on uh, YouTube. But go there and I promise you, you will receive something very encouraging on that set. That's the I am the one segment on Tuesday mornings. Man, I absolutely love you, man. I, I really mean that. I love this, you too. <laughs> man, I, I I love you. I, I might ride over to you at home. I'm at the church right now. You have right, might, if you want to come by, you can come by. <laughs> all right, I'm 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 gonna swing by there when I get off work, man, just to hug you, man. Thank you so much for coming on this show and it's encouraging because I was really feeling bad today and you really lifted my spirits, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Bishop Stephen A. Davis, Refresh Family Church, Birmingham, Alabama. Love you, man. All right, got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. Officials have confirmed that an additional person has died and a third person is missing after a deadly weekend at Lake Lanier, located in Georgia. On Thursday, a 24-year-old man identified as Thomas Milner jumped off a dock into the lake and was shocked by electricity in the water. Okay, listen. Listen, you cannot, folks, they, they've been telling y'all, don't, I understand everybody got these theories about Lake Lanier. 
uh, uh, or whatever. The reason you can't swim by a dock because people have their boats there and there's electrical currents uh, running through uh, the dock because you, you got all of that uh, uh, electrical currents coming from the dock because people have to plug their boats up to get lights and sound and water and everything. And and they tell you, do not swim where, where the boat is docked. You can swim on the beach or swim when you're out in the water. It 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 don't it don't have nothing to do with the lake being hunted. It you know I don't know want to get into all of that, but I'm telling you specifically this case right here, man. Those electrical currents uh, around the dock, you got to hold all that electricity. Uh, I, I I can get David back on the phone can can break all that stuff down for you, but we know not to swim around the dock where the boats because boats are plugged up and getting electricity and you got about 20 30 boats on one dock so imagine how much uh uh is it horsepower or is it called uh electrical currents huh watts yeah watts of electricity running through that dock and around that 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 area that's not a safe place to swim i'm sorry maria go ahead no, no, it's fine. Yeah, that is the main headline we're uh, following. Of course, this is making na- national news. And there have been quite a few deaths between 94 and 2022 at the famous lake. Uh, 76 people died in boating a- uh, incidents, and there were 140 drowning deaths. So there mm. is there's something going on over there this, with Lake Lanier. And this is why you, you, you're driving a boat and uh, drinking, drinking and driving. A boat is just as dangerous because... You have a car accident if you're drinking and driving. But if you have a boat accident, you get knocked out the boat and you're knocked mm. unconscious and you land in water. So if you land in water and you're unconscious, that means you drown if you don't have a life jacket on. Half of those deaths is not wearing life jackets. Mm. Out there on the boat, if you're on a small deck boat and you don't have nothing keeping you in the boat and somebody crashes into you or whatever, and you get knocked the hell out and you in water, you gone. I, I can bring yeah. all this stuff down. Let's just talk about it one day, Maria. Yeah, Good. yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, that's a big story we'll f- we're following. And, of course, more news headlines can be found at rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in sports? Man, the fight over the weekend. Terrence Bud Crawford knocked out Errol Spence Jr. to become the undisputed welterweight champion. Fight was stopped in the ninth round. Crawford was uh, by far the better fighter, man. He wa- It wasn't even a close fight. I thought it was going to be a man, little closer. Man, that character all Martin when Martin fought. Bro, it looked like that, man. He put Spence on the canvas three times. Pinpoint accuracy with all of his punches. Man, he came out with Eminem. Eminem was his hype man for his walk to the ring as he played Lose Yourself, man. And here's what uh, Crawford had to say after the fight. This meant everything to me. I wanted to give honor to God for blessing me to be here to be able to perform in front of each and every one of y'all. And that's pretty much it. I wanted to thank Errol Spence and his team for me and him coming together and getting this fight under underway. This is a fight that everybody wanted to see. The whole world was talking about it, and we put on a great show. Now hey, Rock. A- yeah, man. I got one question. Was uh was Cole and Gina and uh, bro, man, <laughs> And Say Tommy, was, was they there? Hey, that's what it looked was like, there? dog. That's what it looked like, man. I, and I love Earl Spence. That's the homie from Dallas, man. He's doing big things. It's not the uh, end of Earl Spence. Uh, uh, no, do for that. real. I mean, Crawford's you a better don't fighter. don't do Dallas like that. Hey, Terrence is a better fighter. Rock T. What? We already dealing with the Cowboys, bro. We got, we got, we already got problems. No, man, we don't we need no it. more sports problems in Dallas. Hey, Please man, don't, listen. don't do that to us. Somebody got to win and somebody well, got to lose. You can say the new, but why you got to say Dallas? Hey, he from Dallas. 
Rock, Show stop. Show love from D-Town, Okay, baby. Dallas and Oak Cliff is two different cities. <laughs> well, Oak Cliff don't, is Don't do Dallas, that. Dog. <laughs> it's not. Yes, it is, man. Where he from? Is he from Oak Cliff? <laughs> Say that's that. like Decatur. Everybody, that's like Cater. That's like uh, Broward. Uh, that's like Duval. Uh, Dallas, we got, you know, we got Oak Cliff. Is he from Oak so Cliff? So do you want to see a rematch? No. Rock, <laughs> is it where he from? <laughs> no, we don't want to see that no more. Hey, man. What are you going to do? Hey, man, it's it probably going to be the same result. If he, if he do a rematch, he need to be allowed to have a weapon, a stick. Because <laughs> he can't do nothing with them gloves on. Say man, so big up to Terrence Crawford. He's he's undisputed right about now. Don't put see. that him in Dallas in the same Senate. That, 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 no, no, man, sir. We he from Dallas, bruh, though, dog. We already got the Cowboys season coming up. We know we ain't going to the Super Bowl again this year. <laughs> so stop. Hey, Just man. stop. Hey man, um, Tamika, we got, we got, what you want to talk about? We, we, <laughs> he ain't talking about nothing today. We got we got Mark Morris. Rock, have a nice day. Have a nice day, Rock. No Ricky Smiley morning show. This is the Ricky Smiley morning show. All right, y'all, it's time for the State of Black America with the current president of the National Urban League, Mark Morial. Mr. Mark, what's up? Good morning. Hey, good morning, Ricky. Good morning. Good morning to you and your listening audiences. And let me just share with you today's State of Black America. I just returned uh, from Houston, Texas, where the 2023 National Urban League Conference concluded on Saturday. Ricky, it was an outstanding uh, conference with incredible attendance. Let me just give everyone some highlights. Yolanda Adams, Melanie Campbell, Kristen Clark, Ben Crump, Al Sharpton were there. Jeff Jackson was there. Uh, in addition to uh, a one-in-a-kind, first-of-its-kind panel with African-American Mayors Eric Adams of New York, Karen Bass of Los Angeles, Sylvester Turner of Houston, and Brandon Johnson. Those are the four largest cities in the nation, and they are all led by black mayors. I had a chance, certainly as president of the National Urban League, but also as a former mayor of New Orleans, to moderate a panel with those four mayors. Uh, we discussed a range of issues media treatment of black mayors, uh, the way in which some states are trying to crack down and crack back on the powers of African-American mayors and mayors of all races, creeds, colors, and religions across the nation. We talked about jobs and African-American business. We talked about violence and police uh, issues. We had an incredible one, the first ever discussion uh, of these mayors at the conference, in addition to uh, so many important things. One of the big highlights for the people of Houston, Family and Community Day, over 10,000 people receiving backpacks. Uh, we gave away two cars. Uh, it was one great time down in Houston, a purpose with a party. Now, what was our message? Very importantly, Ricky, in these times of challenge, times of difficulty, times when our progress is being threatened, Supreme Court decision on affirmative action, the effort to suppress the vote, the effort to ban books and, if you will, undermine the teaching of African-American history. Uh, we issued a call to action around three D. The first D is defend democracy. The second D is demand diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's diversity and equity and inclusion in all aspects of American life. Corporations, universities, the criminal justice system, uh, and, 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 and so forth. And the third is to defeat poverty. Even though we have low black unemployment, lower than it's been, we still have poverty that's too high in America and especially in black America and in Latino America. And that poverty, uh, if you will, also impacts what we call the racial wealth gap. So those three Ds, Ricky, and I'll repeat them again, defend uh, democracy, demand diversity, equity, and inclusion, and defeat poverty represent Empowerment 2.0, the National Urban League's call to action 
Association for Black America. 18 months from now, we have a very important election. It's a referendum on the future of this nation. We need to get prepared. We need to get ready. We need to be registered. We have to educate ourselves. Uh, we have to be prepared to participate in the process. Uh, so much will be on the line. So the three Ds, and we'll be talking about that more on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Uh, defend democracy, demand diversity, equity, and inclusion. Defeat poverty, the three Ds of Empowerment 2.0. The message from the National Urban Lease 2023 Conference in Houston. A big thanks to Justin Robinson, Sylvester Turner, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, Al Green, Rodney Ellis, leaders in Houston, and all the participants and the panelists and the volunteers and the thousands who made it the hottest and the best civil rights conference this summer. Ricky, that is the state of black America. Follow me, Mark um, Morial, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Nat Urban League, and at Mark Morial, and I'll see you next week. On yes, the sir, man, we, we appreciate you, and you've been listening to the State of Black America with the former New Orleans mayor and Louisiana State Senator Mark Morial, currently the president of the National Urban League. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Mark. We'll talk to you on next Monday.